Hello and welcome to Winging It with me, Stephen McCann, and my co-host, Lucian Wall-Daily. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. It has just gone 2.30pm on a rainy, horrible Friday afternoon here in central Galway City. It's been rainy all week. Yeah, it's not been the best, but Ma- uh, March is a bad month. Yeah, thankfully we're in a nice warm studio. Got some good stuff coming up today. Got some really good music. Uh, we're going to have the latest GTI news with the GTI Gazette's editor Owen Taher. And in just a minute, we're going to have a quiz with a returning champion from yesterday. Indeed, indeed. But first, we have our useless, useless facts for today. And our facts are about animals today. So let's start one off. Um, the penguin is the only bird who can swim but not fly. A mole can dig a tunnel 300 feet or 91.44 meters long in just one night. Some species of earthworm can have as many as 10 hearts. A group of cats is called a clouder. Hmm. Ants can accidentally misinterpret the chemical trails left by other ants and start walking in circles. If too many members of the colony join in, it can kill the whole colony in what is sometimes known as the death spiral. How unfortunate. Indeed. Dolphins have a super sense called electroreception. They can sense electrical impulses given off by all living things. Dolphins use this in their search for fish hiding in the mud. Interesting. And our final fact for today is some moths never eat anything as adults because they don't have mouths. They must live on the energy they stored as caterpillars. Hmm. Hmm. Useless. Yeah, very useless indeed. But that was our useless facts for today. Um, Next up, we have Camille with our quiz. This was recorded earlier. Yes, yes, it was. So today on the quiz we are joined by Camille. Welcome back, Camille. Afternoon, Stephen. Yeah, or afternoon, yeah. Welcome back. How, uh, back at this again, yeah. Yeah, indeed, indeed, <laughs> has to be done. So for your quiz today, what uh, what subject would you like? Uh, uh, could you go over the subjects again by any chance? Sure, uh, sure. We have art, astronomy, biology, entertainment, <laughs> film, food and drink, football, games, general knowledge, history, medicine, music. Olympics, politics, science, sports, and television. Um, give us sports, maybe. Sports, yeah. sure. Might be a bit easier than yesterday's religion, you know. Yeah, I would say so. What did I get on that? Like one point? I think it was one. Yeah, yeah. It was a solid one. So what? I'm gonna try beating my high score today, so <laughs> it's not gonna be hard to do. What difficulty would you like? Um, actually, give us easy there, because uh, yesterday when we were on hard, it didn't really go too well. Did no, it? It didn't. You picked the rough topic as well, but uh, sure, we'll see how today goes. So, your first question is, in sport, what does NHL stand for? Uh, National Hockey League, I believe. Correct. Who scored the first televised maximum snooker break in 1982? Mm-hmm. Who televised a snooker break? No, who scored the first oh. televised oh, who maximum snooker break? Oh, right. Um, <coughs> I actually have no idea. I, I never actually watched snooker, never played snooker. No? Don't know anything about snooker. All I know there's like a few balls, you hit them. Yeah, Yeah, that's basically how it works. And who was it? It was Steve Davis. Oh, was it now? Yeah, yeah, legendary Steve Davis. So question three. In sport, what does IOC stand for? IOC. IOC. It's to do with the Olympics. Intercontinental Olympic Championship. Close. It was International Olympic Committee. Unlucky. 
Question four. Brothers Leon and Michael Spinks are associated with which sport? Um, what are their names again? Leon and Michael Spinks. Spinks. Spinks, Spinks, Spinks. Doesn't really ring a bell. Um, cycling? Boxing, actually. Boxing. Oh, yeah. Um, question five. Roman Abramovich bought which English football club in 2003? Oh, that would be Chelsea, I believe. Correct. Yep. Question six. British athlete Tessa Sanderson competed in which field event? Um, field hockey. No. No? What was it? It was the javelin. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Neither uh, would I. No, apparently not. <laughs> you learn something new every day, though. <laughs> Question seven. What nationality is football referee Maspo Busaka? I can't find the folder. It's like this paid folder. What's his name again? What nationality is football ref- referee Massimo Bosaka? Bosaka. Um, that sounds fairly Japanese. Would that be correct? It would not be. No? No? Would you like another guess? Uh, Korean. No. Chinese. Something from Asia anyways. I'll give you a hint. It's not Asia. Is, is it not Asia? It's no? not Asia. But he has a pretty Asian name. Yeah, he does. Is it Osaka? No. Bosaka. 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 Yeah. Uh, would that be Italy? No. Germany. Right continent, though. Close. Uh, Greece. No. France. No. Uh, it's Austria. Swiss. <laughs> I, I, I was actually just about to say that, you know. Damn but, you know, you, you interrupted me. Yeah, took the words right out of your mouth. Apologies. Question eight. Square leg is a position in which sport? Square leg is yeah. a position in which sport? Well, it would obviously have to be a sport that uses legs. Um, You'd think so. But, but it's not. Uh, wheelchair basketball. <laughs> Could guess, but no. <laughs> it's cricket. Cricket. Indeed. Well, I'm pretty sure they do use legs in that. Do they? Well, obviously for like w- walking around, uh, oh, well, standing. Yeah, they would need the use of their legs, yes. You and I'm pretty sure that. they do a bit of running as, as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, very obviously correct. you need your legs for that. Yeah. Or unless it's wheelchair cricket. Oh, wheelchair cricket, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That that should actually be a thing. I, I would actually watch that. That sounds more entertaining than normal cricket, I'll give it that. I, I think anyone, anything will be more interesting than normal cricket, <laughs> honestly. I, I could watch the the paint dry on the wall, you know. It would definitely still be, be more, more riveting than uh, a cricket match. I fully agree. Right, next question. Question nine. Galatasaray are a football team based in which European country? I believe that is Turkey. Correct. And your final question of the day is, which country hosted and won the 1995 Rugby World Cup? Ooh, that is a tough one. Uh, so, if they won it, then obviously it must be a good team. Yeah, big rugby nation. So, New Zealand? No. Australia? No. South Africa? Yes. There we go. Correct. So, your total score for the day is one, two, three... Four. Four. That's a new high score for you. New high score. I should probably retire, you know, just so, you know, just end end it on a high, you know. Yeah. Just retire from quizzing for the rest of my life. No, we can't do that. We've no other guests for the rest of the week. (laughs) Unfortunately not. Right, so thank you for coming on to a quiz today. No problem at all. We'll see you tomorrow if we can beat your uh, high score. Thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you. Back to the show, Owen Taher, editor of the GTI Gazette. Hi, Lucien. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming back. So, it is Friday. What's on the GTI Gazette today? Well, of course, the biggest news of the day has to be Ed Sheeran's Divide is out, his new album. Oh, wow. And that includes his locally-themed track, am I right? Yeah, there's uh, Galway Girl, which is actually meant to be the most streamed of his songs or wow. games. 
bunch of different uh, counties in Ireland, Wexford and whatnot. Wow. Well, it's uh, nice to have Galway being advertised to such a big global audience by such a big star. It's huge, so it is. What else have we got in the Gazette today? Katy Perry shows off new haircut. Yeah, she shows off a new haircut. I think it's uh, to do with the fact she's recently become single uh, from Orlando Bloom. Yeah, that was written by uh, one of our music writers, uh, Lena Connolly. So she uh, got a new haircut to celebrate. Yeah, she uh, she was saying she wanted to try going bald, but she just went next near it, really. All right. So tell me, have the journalists at the Gazette been tuning in to a lot of GTI radio? Oh, we always play it during the class time, so we, ah. we always listen to it. What's your, favorite, what's your favorite show? I'd have to say Winging It with Stephen oh. and Lucy. Oh, I like that show too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty good show. Yeah, I've featured on it a few times myself now, so yeah, All I really right, like well, it myself. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Owen. Talk to you again on Monday. Thanks very much, Goodbye. Lucy. See you then. Looking to buy or repair a musical instrument? Then look no further, because Kieran Maloney Musical Instruments is the place for you. Located at 17 High Street, Galway, Kieran Maloney Musical Instruments is the best stockist and repair shop catering for violins, bazookis, mandolins, banjos, and much more. We sell a wide range of musical instruments, bowed, plucked, or blown. So come on down to Kieran Maloney Musical Instruments, right in the heart of Galway. Sick of that same old scene? Longing for a change? Are you in Galway City and looking for a spot with a chilled out atmosphere and great vibe? The Blue Note Galway is the place for you. Get yourself down to one of our live jazz sessions on a Wednesday night or support the locals with their live mixture of House Indian Electro. There's loads of great seating areas where you can hang out with your old friends and maybe meet some new ones. Local DJs, great music and an atmosphere that's out of this world. So, welcome back to the show. Um, now, coming up, we have What to Watch. Now, today's two choices are Taboo and The Young Pope, and I think we'll start off by talking about Taboo. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's featuring Tom Hardy. It's also written by Tom Hardy and his father, Edward Hardy. Um, it's starring, obviously, Tom Hardy, uh, Una Chaplin, uh, Jonathan Price, Michael Kelly, a uh, host of other actors, and it's set in the 1800s, and it's... It's basically about Tom Hardy's character coming back to England for his father's funeral. And um, there is a disputed bit of land that his his father owned um, that the East India Trading Company are trying to get off him for profitable reasons. And he is saying no. So the story uh, story explodes from there. Um, gets very, very good. Uh yeah. I watched the first episode of this, and uh, with all the East India Trading Company stuff, it basically reminded me a lot of those parts of Pirates of the Caribbean where people are just sitting around in rooms with lots of wooden chairs arguing about trade and ships. And I don't find that hugely interesting. Like, Tom Hardy has an amazing presence. Like, he's a fantastic actor. And every time he sort of stepped into a scene, I was like, you know, frozen watching him. But when he wasn't in it, I thought it could get a – it got a bit slow, and it was, it was very uh, – as I said, very uh, those boring parts of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and it's quite funny as well because two of the main characters in it are also main characters yes, in the Pirates yes. of the Caribbean. Jonathan Price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there is a connection there. Yeah, I think for the uh, the first episode or two, it's his introduction. Yeah. Um, but when it continues from there, he shows up a lot more, which also brought criticism of people referring to it as his vanity project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I disagree with that. Yeah. I think he's an imposing character, and I think it works very well. Mm-hmm. I think it's executive produced by Ridley Scott. I think. And uh, 
Stephen Knight is the showrunner, I think. Yeah, Stephen yeah, Knight, yeah. who, ru- who uh, did Peaky Blinders, and he directed Not the a film. great show. He directed uh, Locke, the film with Tom Hardy, just on the phone in a car for two hours, which is actually a really enjoyable film. I really? I would recommend it. It's basically the entire film is just Tom Hardy in the car on the phone. Uh, Directed by Stephen Knight. Yeah, it's worth, sounds it's interesting, worth a watch yeah. if, you, if you like watching Tom Hardy for long periods. And who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is the second best film about Tom Hardy uh, driving for two hours after <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. So. <laughs> sounds like it's definitely worth a watch, though. So. Uh, and our second show today was my choice, which is The Young Pope. Uh, I really, really like The Young Pope. It was one of my favorite shows of last year. Uh you know, it's imagine think of like all the sort of political conspiracy shows like House of Cards about these sort of this all this, you know, secretive clandestine behavior in Washington, but transfer that to the Vatican, where everything is even more secretive and even more embedded in sort of history and intrigue. And you have this fantastic uh, tapestry for the show where Jude Law, uh, who giving the best performance of his career, shows up as this sort of young American pope who just ignores tradition. He's He's sort of a he he takes to the role of pope similarly to how Mr. Trump has to the role of president, but he's a lot more likable as he does it. He, uh, he's a pope who smokes. Uh, he's a pope who gets involved in all sorts of scandalous behavior and tries to change how the church is perceived in public. He has a pet kangaroo which runs <laughs> freely around the gardens of the Vatican. Uh, it's. It premiered in Europe back in October, November on Sky. And then when it reached America this year, I think the uh, reception for it wasn't as positive in America. I think that the kind of strange, surrealist humor that it features maybe doesn't work as much in the context of America, the kind of comedy that they're used to. Because uh, it's made by an Italian director, Paolo Sorrentino. But I think if you, ha- if you enjoy a sort of strange, Italian, English sort of dark comedy... Uh, and satire of the Catholic Church. There's a lot to enjoy in uh, in The Young Pope. Yeah, and I like the way you use strange as well, because like yourself with Taboo, I've only seen the first episode or two yeah, of The yeah, Young yeah. Pope, and it is... It's a very weird introduction. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah, is, but yeah. um, it does grab you. And it, 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 it picks up later in. in the season, though. I think oh, it's yeah. worth sticking with, uh, oh, which yeah, is probably yeah. the case with Taboo as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, next up on our show, we have This Day in History. So, So, let's begin. uh, It's March 3rd, and on March 3rd in 1803, the first impeachment trial of a U.S. judge, John Pickering, began. In 1845, Florida becomes the 27th U.S. state. In 1857, under pretexts, Britain and France declared war on China. In 1863, President Abraham Lincoln signs the Conscription Act compelling U.S. citizens to report for duty in the Civil War or pay $300. In 1877, Rutherford B. Hayes, the Republican governor of Ohio, was elected president. His election confirmed by an electoral commission after a disputed election the previous November. Ooh, that sounds familiar. Ooh. In 1905, the Russian Tsar agrees to create an elected assembly. In 1919, Boeing fly the first U.S. international airmail from Vancouver to Seattle, Washington. In, eight, or in 1923, the first issue of Time magazine is published. Its editor, Henry Orlouche, is just out of Yale. In 1931, President Herbert Hoover signed a bill that made Francis Scott Key's star-spangled banner the national anthem. In 1939... In Bombay, Gandhi begins a fast to protest the state's autocratic rule. In 1940, a Nazi air raid killed 108 on a British liner in the English Channel. In 1941, Moscow denounces the Axis rule in Bulgaria. 
1973, Japan disclosed its first defense plan since World War II. And in 1999, former White House intern Monica Lewinsky appears on national television to explain her affair with President Clinton. So that's this day in history, and that's all we have time for on today's edition of Winging It. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you to Camille for joining us for the quiz, and thank you to Owen for joining us with the news, and thanks to you for tuning in. We also want to thank Kevin, our sound engineer. Thanks to Dottie and Brian for getting the station up and running. Uh, we'll be back next Monday at the same time. Uh, but here's a short break. And after that, Kevin will be here to sign off the station for the day. Thank you. Looking to buy or repair a musical instrument? Then look no further, because Kieran Maloney Musical Instruments is the place for you. Located at 17 High Street, Galway, Kieran Maloney Musical Instruments is the best stockist and repair shop catering for violins, bazookis, mandolins, banjos, and much more. We sell a wide range of musical instruments, bowed, plucked, or blown. So come on down to Kieran Maloney Musical Instruments, right in the heart of Galway. Sick of that same old scene? Longing for a change? Are you in Galway City and looking for a spot with a chilled out atmosphere and great vibe? The Blue Note Galway is the place for you. Get yourself down to one of our live jazz sessions on a Wednesday night or support the locals with their live mixture of House Indian Electro. There's loads of great seating areas where you can hang out with your old friends and maybe meet some new ones. Local DJs, great music and an atmosphere that's out of this world. Okay, we're back here. This is Kevin Duffy. Uh, getting ready to sign off. Just trying to, just here to remind you to tune in next Monday when we'll be back on GTI Student Radio. I'll be kicking off in the morning with the Breakfast Club at eleven o'clock. After that, we have the Decades Show uh, with Camille and Maisie. Then we've got Half Time with Connor Kilban and Paul Daly. Followed by the Mystical Minute with Lucien Ward Daly, and then the Chart Show with Gavin and Ross Keneally. Then we've got Desert Island Discs with Lucien Wadaley and Stephen McCann, followed by uh, some featured programme, which is yet to be um, announced. And then we'll finish off the day with winging it with Stephen and Lucien once again. Uh, thanks a lot for listening in, and we hope to uh, be back with you on Monday. In the meantime, I'm going to leave you with the song by Elvis Costello in The Attractions, and this is appropriate, called Radio Radio. Goodbye.